Feeling tired at the gaming table? Want to hear foul-mouthed jackasses poke fun at gaming companies when they screw up? Want an honest, street-level opinion from a team of gamers that call it like it is? Then Blunt Force Gamers may be the podcast for you. Listener discretion advised. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and gamers of all ages, it is I, your host, Game Goblin here. I am not sitting beside Darth Blasphemous or Kazarkan or the Moniker this week, and maybe even next week, due to real-life circumstances aggroing all over us. Uh, it turns out one of us needs to go out of state to handle some emergency problems, another one is juggling work and school, and, well, Kazarkan, we all just know about him if you've listened to previous episodes. So, that leaves me by myself here to do just my own little episode, and I'm going to make it short and sweet, and I figure this week for a theme is I'm going to have a fireside chat, because it's been a while since you and I have sat down and had a discussion of anything that's actually really important. We try to keep things here on this podcast uh, lighthearted, frivolous, fun, uh, just like our tagline says, uncut, uncensored, unprepared. We're just flying by the seat of our pants, having a good time here. We hope you're having a good time wherever you're at when you listen to us. But these last 16 months have really put a damper on our hobby, haven't they? I'm sure you, like me, have lost friends or parted ways with family members over what used to be minor disagreements, which are now blown out of proportion, or taken in a context which has no meaning to what you're saying. A lot of us um, have had this happen to us, and even here at Blunt Force Gamers suburban hellhole recording studio, the dice aren't rolling as often, and the adventures are not as enticing as they used to be. And there's some really important things going on out just outside our front door, basically, at this point, wherever you're at. Whether it's you know, off in the East or in the United Kingdom or in Australia or here in the States, up North in Canada. All of us are feeling the effects of these last 16 months. And I have to admit, even I myself have been looking upon you humans and I just, I've gone past anger and rage and I'm just melancholy and numb at this point. And I think... That's where a lot of us, as far as gamers, are getting to. Because it's it's really hard to get together with a bunch of friends when we're told to sit six feet apart and wear face coverings and everything. Or under even more draconian stipulations. And I really do feel for you there, guys, in Australia. I'm pulling for you with what little I can do here. So let me go ahead and light up my... my tasty cancer stick and we're going to get down to this because this is an important topic you know it's something that we haven't really discussed in the last five seasons and i think it's about time that you and i wherever you're at whoever you are we're both outcasts you and me yeah that's how gaming started it was you know the skinny kid the fat kid the nerdy girl who 
couldn't make friends with other girls. That one kid who always had to dress in corduroy pants and argoyle socks. And his mom said it made him look nice, but it was really just kind of like setting off a flare for every bully within the school district to just come tag him. And we're all still outcasts in our own way, it's just we've developed social skills thanks to gaming. And as social creatures, we need our hobbies, especially our social hobbies. We really do. Uh, gaming has been more than a crutch for some people. It's been a lifeline. I'm sure you probably know someone out there who probably was socially awkward or they just couldn't really elaborate what was on their mind uh, due to a limited vocabulary or even they may have been mentally stunted in some way and gaming helped bring them out of the shell and it's been one hell of a tool these last four decades to really help people get in touch with that social aspect that they might have lacked at home or with their friends and really evolve if you will and right now it's kind of more important than ever that we actually still maintain these connections even if your game group is busted up still talk to your homies or whatever or get whoever you can together or just hell Write up some dungeon adventures if you're a game master and keep them on the shelf for, you know, when the sun finally hits the horizon and starts rising again. Because right now it seems like a very long dark in between uh, two summers. It's just a winter that won't end. So, what I'm trying to say here is it's important for us to still maintain those social connections, even if we're not gaming as much. Online gaming is a placebo. It only goes so far. I've done the Discord gaming. I've done the Roll20 gaming, even though I don't support them anymore. I've done the Fantasy Grounds gaming. And I'm sure many of you have too. And there's just something different about it. It doesn't feel quite right. You know, it's, uh, it's hard to pin down, but only one person can speak at a time. You can't really see what somebody's facial expressions are conveying at that moment that their character does something or they have a clever idea it, you're, you're dealing with just tone of voice itself and being in a room with four other people it's different there's that human connection and sure I give you humans a lot of shit over the years and I still will and continue to do such now but being able to sit down and see someone's facial expressions as they roll dice, to be able to look them in the eye, you know, when they have a great moment, they roll that hot 20 when they just need it, or they roll just a blunderous botch. You, you can see it right then and there. And everybody shares in that moment. And that's really part of the deal of gaming, especially these last uh, 30 years that I've been doing it, is you have that connection, the, the instant realization of what's going on you get that feeling that you can see what's really on someone's mind by their facial expressions changing or what they currently are doing or fidgeting uh, with their character sheet you know when someone's nervous about attacking a certain keep or a local lord or whatever you know however your game runs and online gaming just it pales in comparison it's convenient sure once you get your microphone set up or your webcam and you get the right applications for throwing maps down in front of everybody and you can 
see people move their mouse pointers around all over the battle map in true time. You know, that has its merits, but it's just... It, it feels not quite right. It's kind of like... For those of you who are old enough to remember board games that required VHS tapes to be played alongside the game, or electronic little doodads, it kind of, you know, they didn't accentuate the game, it just made it kind of... It took away from it. You know, imagine a Monopoly if there was like an electronic dice spinner that came with it, and the thing that moved your pieces around while everybody just sat around and played. And it wouldn't be the same, would it? It really wouldn't be the same to try to cheat at the game table by handing somebody to your right a couple hundred dollars so they can buy Pennsylvania Avenue so you can screw over, you know, your cousin or whatever. It's, uh, it just, there's that human connection where you can actually get away with that stuff or everybody's eating alone. I mean, one of the uh, biggest, uh, I want to say, traditions in any game group is the communal food fund you know some guy says hey i want to get some pizzas who's chipping in and everybody chips in for pizza but when you're behind the monitor sure you've got your mountain dew with you and you've got some ramen in the kitchen or whatever you can order uber eats and you get your food there yourself and you'll be like oh well this is a tasty euro meanwhile somebody on the other side of the screen elsewhere that's a part of your game group is sitting there going that's great i'm having cheerios you know, they, they, you know, it's just when you order something, you know, if you get everybody to chip in and you're like, all right, I'm going to throw this on my card. It's just, it's more connectivity. It really is. Um, it's hard to describe. I'm, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about because if, when you stop to think about it, you know, you realize that, you know, that connectivity of having somebody there at the game table with you is a vastly superior experience, you know, and that's another fireside kind of thing to it it's like gaming around the campfire or gaming in a living room it's just that social encounter of everybody's telling stories together just like our caveman uh, predecessors and these last 18 months uh, they, they really have harshed hardcore on our hobby uh, there's some publications out there that I was really rooting for that were uh, showing themselves up on parlor you know independent works that were not uh they were i, I want to say they, they weren't left leaning or right leaning they were just games they weren't right left or any of that stuff and they were showing up on parlor and they were advertising and a couple of them i was in contact with the artists and writers behind those projects and they were just ramped up ready to go and that would have given us even more on the menu for things to enjoy i mean you don't have to enjoy marvel superheroes or dc superheroes you can always pick up silvery sentinels or you can pick up aberrant or another superhero type game and enjoy it and this publications that were going to be coming out just before the pandemic hit uh, just would have added more sprinkles to the ice cream really more flavors to the buffet if you like them pick them up if you don't don't bother kind of thing and those have gone the wayside. And so our selection of games that are out there uh, have been limited by this. You know, the, the stuff we were excited about that was coming out. And it doesn't help that the big tech moderators, if you want to call them that, have predominantly 
put themselves in a position where they are the only sole providers of entertainment. And as much as we rag on Microsoft and we rag on Electronic Arts, they put themselves in a position where they are pretty much the sole publishers now for large uh, platforms. Even like World of Warcraft, you know, they've made themselves pretty much the preeminent uh, multiplayer online game. And there's different flavors out there. There's definitely different flavors for you, for me, for those you game with. You know, feel free to look around. Uh, you know, and even in these times, if you have the opportunity to do so, you know, if you're back to work, uh, great, great on you. And if you have a little bit of disposable income and you want to buy a new game because you and your friends are young enough that everybody still has to live in the same freaking apartment, go ahead and vote with your wallet and buy a new game by somebody you support. If it's somebody who's gone out of their way to call you a bad or horrible person or they're supporting something because a lot of companies have gotten really political these days, unfortunately, and if they're supporting something political you don't like uh, and is overall a detriment to you, your family, your friends in the long term, vote with your wallet, buy a game that you enjoy from somebody who's voicing an opinion you can agree with. I know that's a polarizing thing to say because there are people who listen to this podcast perhaps. Uh, you could be one of them, I don't know. And you could be throwing money at somebody that I fundamentally disagree with. Uh, you could be voting with your wallet for a product that is written by somebody who is a detriment to me in the long run, but ain't much I can do about that. It seems that empathy has gone the wayside uh, these days. And I know voting with your wallet, what I just suggested, is kind of hypocritical to change gears and say, hey, we should be more empathetic. But actually, these things uh, can be hand in hand at some points. You know, you could be voting with your wallet for somebody who I fundamentally disagree with. And buying a game that tells me that I'm a bad, horrible person. But really, uh, as far as I'm concerned, as far as the, the word empathy goes, I can respect you making those positions. I can respect you making those choices and taking that stance. This is still, last I checked, a free country and you are allowed to have your own opinion and buy what you want. And I would just hope that empathy is reciprocated and that it goes both ways that you realize that I too have different life experiences and other gamers out there uh, those who are on Facebook those who are on Parler those who are on Gab you know who are basically sniping at each other you know there's still people and they have different opinions they have different outlooks on life they have different experiences and i would just hope that you know gamers realize that we are all the outcasts and we may be different circles of outcasts but a little bit more live and let live attitude uh, might go a long way i mean we do need to be a little bit more calm these days i think and that kind of calmness you know like every game master knows it that you can't run an action-packed game session after session after session you need to have 
the breather game. You need to have the party go into the inn, relax, grope the bar winch, buy supplies, rest, relax, uh, do some leveling up stuff, some training, some R&R time. And we really haven't gotten that in these last 18 months. We've been so hypercharged and hyper-focused on everything. Now, when I buy a product, yes, I do. I agree with myself on this sentiment because I'm allowed to, I guess. But I still maintain a little bit of, you know, live and let live attitude. You know, if somebody's not coming at my front door or walking in my living room yelling at me, I'm not going to go into their living room and yell at them, you know. Basically, you know, why crap in somebody else's bed if they're not crapping in yours? And <laughs> I think that's the best way I can put it with uh, simple terms. Like I said, I've gotten to a point where I'm past anger. I'm just to melancholy and I feel utterly blasé these days, uh, especially with gaming, the way it's gone. And I feel that the way things are going and the response that people are having on TSR returning is too much. It's, uh, you know, I thought we were supposed to be a competitive market, a free market, where people can do these sort of things, and I was really excited for TSR, and then the cancel mob came, and they were screaming with their pitchforks and torches, and I'm like, why not let them do their thing? Uh, part of the reason we have free speech, and I've known this since I was a teenager, and we all know this around the game table, is... You know, part of having free speech is speaking what's on your mind, and if it's garbage, well, garbage will usually just get sifted out from the good stuff. If what you have to say is legit, truthful, honest, it may not be the best thing in the world, but at least you'll have that respect of saying what's on your mind as far as your viewpoint goes, that you are being honest about your assertions and your point of view, one would hope anyway. And when you're at the game table and you get that dishonest person who's really untrustworthy, and but they're still somehow popular, they're going to have a lot of crap talked about them behind their back. Uh, it always happens in every game group. There's always that one guy who's always more popular than everybody else and who buys everybody else the nachos, you know, because they're hungry or thirsty, you know, and he's a really nice guy. But you can't trust anything that comes out of his mouth. In or out of character. Uh, time for a cool drink here. Mmm, delicious. Like I said, this is a fireside chat. This is between you and me. This is uh, some stuff I wanted to get off my chest uh, before getting back to levity because uh, just like I was mentioning, you know, a GM cannot run an action-packed game over and over and over and over and that's what we've had in real life for the last 18 months on the same token you can't have fun every day you can try certainly but if every day is a party and there's no time for seriousness then when the times get serious you're unprepared you know there's there's got to be a balance to it I, like i uh would suggest to many people and you could take it with a grain of salt if you wish uh, is everything in moderation you know work hard play hard relax hard shower hard whatever uh, <laughs> but you know take it with some moderation you know don't don't try to work hard all the time 
Don't try to play hard all the time. Don't try to relax all the time. Because if every day is a good day, then every day is a boring day. And if every day is a bad day, well then, those few precious moments you get of uh, really good moments, uh, they, they, they can change the world for you. Uh, you can have a, a totally, like uh, in 9-11, right after that, uh, my personal view on humanity was at its lowest point ever. And I hadn't eaten in almost eight days, except for, I think, one potato. I was pretty much living off water on the edge of homelessness. And I had the dirtiest, grimiest job where no dignity was allowed. And while I'm standing beside the street doing my thing, you know, waiting for my day to get done so I could go home and hopefully flop in the bed, I was sunburnt. My chips were lapped, chapped to the point where smiling would cause my lips to bleed. Uh, my knees on down to my toes were in complete just mush of pain. And some random lady came up with a bag of potato chips. Uh, I want to say Doritos Cool Ranch and this big old jug of water, like a two liter jug of water and some cheese. And she said, hey, me and my husband passed by here about 20 minutes ago and you look like you're starving. So here, and I'm not even homeless, but I was so damn hungry at the time that even smelling a newborn baby would make me drool. And... I had no faith in humanity, but at that moment, you know, that, that one good moment just changed my world. And since then, I'm still thankful for those good moments. And around the game table, you know, I'm thankful for the good moments. And not every game session is a good session, but somebody will say something and it doesn't reinvigorate my faith in humanity. But I appreciate that moment all the more because... I know it could be worse. I, I know I could be back at rock bottom. And the only reason I got to rock bottom is because I was too lazy to begin with. And then when something big and bad happened, uh, the floor was basically pulled out from under me. Gaming is much the same way for all of us right now. We're all having the floor pulled out of us by the, the large conglomerates, whether it's Wizards of the Coast or Electronics Arts or Ubisoft. And it's hard to have fun right now when every time you turn on the news, all you hear is about infection rates and hospitals running out of staff and Afghanistan crumbling and a certain place over in the Asia continent there, just below Russia and Mongolia, uh, getting all... Uh, Saber Radley lately, and Australia's just gone completely bat sideways this last week. You know, it's it's hard to have fun. It's hard to sit down and game with your friends and enjoy the moment. But if every day's a bad day, and you take no time to enjoy the moment, it's it's going to get worse. I've been there, and I hope you don't get there, because. Uh, when you hit rock bottom, when you have, like, the absolute worst year of your life, sure, everything after that will taste like honey and smell like roses. But to be at that point, not knowing if you're going to be able to climb or crawl or have a helping hand get your way back up, you could get mired down in it, and that could be 
a year that lasts a lifetime. So, what I'm trying to say in a long-winded uh, sort of way here at the Fireside Chat is break the rules a little bit if you can. Contact your friends. Call your fellow game group guys up. See if you can sneak a session in. Uh, even if uh, you need to incorporate, you know, the six-foot distance rules or whatever. I mean, it's still summer here in the Northern Hemisphere. Go camping. Go out in the woodlands where there's nobody to judge you if you're wearing a mask or not. And just game. Take a few hours. Take a day away from the constant grind of bad news, bad information. Just throw it out the window. Because if you're on point all the time, it, it'll begin to grind you down. And I do know that this isn't going to be sound advice for every game group. Especially with the way things are going, I'm sure uh, many game groups out there, mine kind of have. Uh, we've gotten it lightly, but I'm sure there's game groups out there where even now there's people who have gotten two hits in the arm with a sharp object and have decided that they're morally superior than the rest of the game group or who won't come over unless everybody's wearing some sort of face covering. You know, and you really don't know who your friends truly are until things are at their worst. Um, or when your life is at its worst, uh, you, you learn who your friends are real quick. Uh, but if you're lucky to not have that situation happen, uh, where your game group is still like, screw it, we're going to still continue gaming, by all means do so. Uh, we all know that when a game master runs action-packed, action-packed, action-packed games, and there's no room for levity, the games burn out quickly. And even if you're just playing solo with a friend or duos, you know, you're playing Stellaris or something or Fortnite, leave a little room in your day for some levity. Uh, it's the same advice that I would give to my brother when he comes home and he bitches about work. I'm like, leave the problems outside your door, your home. And at home, you the only problems you have is... You know, what are you going to cook for dinner kind of stuff. So, if you let your problems constantly uh, cling to you like a rampaging gorilla on your back, uh, they will crush you. You know, without that, you know, set the, the take the monkey off your back, set it down and be like, look, dude, I'm taking four hours to enjoy my life with my friends while I still can do it. It's um, why we... As humans developed humor and why we got laughter, you know, it's it's great to be able to just to, like, let go. You know, like the Zen Buddhist thing, you know, just let go uh, for a short time if you can. I'm not saying completely. Don't, you know, throw all the problems outside and be like, ah, well, it's not in my backyard. Don't matter. Don't care. Uh, <laughs> that's probably one of the more foolish things to do. Uh, but when it comes to gaming, take time. Sit down with your friends, roll some dice, go on some adventures, play a module, something. But leave the problems of the world behind for at least four hours because if your average game group time is four to eight hours, well that's one third of a day approximately after preparing for the game and actually doing the game and going back home. That's one third of one day out of seven days. So you have six days and two thirds of a day where yeah it's serious all the time you're working or dealing with a family or kids 
you know, take some time for yourself. Because uh, I have a feeling these 18 months is going to stretch into 24 here real soon. If uh, what I'm being told is correct. It might even go up to 30, 36 months. And that's why I'm having this chat with you now is because I feel it's time that I got to soft my chest and shared this information uh, as best as I can. It, it's a very deep topic, I know. Not too chipper, not too fun like our previous episodes, but our episodes have been fun for the most part for the last five seasons. And it's time that I break from that for just one episode and have a somewhat serious fireside chat with you and tell you that, you know, gaming is fun. It is great. It's a hell of a tool for dealing with people who are socially uh, behind the curve. Uh, whether it's due to brain injuries from accidents, birth defects, uh, certain medications, upbringing, you know, there, there's a whole slew of issues out there that can hamper someone's social skills. And humans need, even introverts, need a little bit of social uh, plugging in from time to time. Now, introverts is a completely different ball of beans. I mean... They can plug in for like three hours and be good for the rest of the fucking month. But <clears throat> what I'm saying is that everybody needs to unwind a little bit. You know, they need to call up a good buddy or a friend and chill out. And this, for most of us gamers, especially the hardcore gamers, has been really rough. Uh, if you're a hardcore gamer, then I definitely sympathize with you. Because I used to be in those shoes where it was playing two or three different games a week. You know, four-hour sessions on the weekend or weekdays and to go out on the weekend and play like a, a fucking 12-hour or 24-hour 12, just straight-up bender. But, yeah, it's it's been rough. It's been rough. And that's all I have to really say on that matter. Um, I want to go, you know, into other things, but I can't, you know, because... We're already being shadow banned, and I don't want to get shadow shadow banned and then have the shadow ninja swashbuckler show up and then invade reality land or some crazy crap, but you need that social outlet. You need to have fun. If you find a way to participate in the hobby that has given you joy for however long you've been playing, and there's a way to get just a sliver of that joy, even if it's online gaming with your buddies... Take it. Take four hours. Take six hours. Let life outside your door continue on. You know, whatever problems are going on out there, throw them to the side for just a little while and pick up your character sheet and be someone else for a short time. Uh, let your escapism do its thing. If you can get away with it, do it. Uh, because every one of us, we need a good laugh right now. We, we need a good adventure. We need to rescue a princess or slay a dragon or explore the stars or win that shootout at high noon. All of us need just a small win. Uh, a small win on paper is a big win for the soul. And um, that's all I got to say this week. Um, thank you for joining me. 
I might be doing another episode next week. I'll have more preparation for that as this week was kind of off the cuff as I got the information just rather shortly that, you know, one of us is leaving state and the other one has got school and things. So I had to fly solo. Next week, I think I might do something fun again and do another After Dark episode rating video games meant for grown-ups. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. Anyway, thank you for joining me. Go out there, drop a hot 20 when it matters most, and I'll see you on the other side. Game Goblin, going back to my crypt. Colonel, it sounds like Liquid's trying to impersonate me on the Blunt Force Gamers podcast. Now I know how Master Miller felt, if he was alive. <laughs>